Uh, we are past the weirdo series. Aren't you thankful? Hey, it was good though, wasn't it? It was fun. It was, I, I liked it. I liked it. It was good. But I'm excited that we're in a series entitled now, I Will. I will. You know, this is a time in which so many of us have, have been looking back where we've come from. And I want to encourage you, don't stay there too long. There's a reason it's called the past, right? It's gone. You can't, you can't do anything with that. But we have this moment and the moments before us in which we do have an opportunity to, to set a new course, correct? And I know for the last several weeks, many of you have been praying about and thinking about, hey, what will this year look like for us? We oftentimes at this time of the year make things we call New Year's resolutions, right? Some of you made some. We're seven days into it. How you doing? Has anybody already fallen off the wagon yet? Right? Somebody told me I'm, I'm doing the whole 30. I said, I am too. I did the whole 30 minutes. <laughs> Love that. Right, Donna? It's awesome. Praise Jesus. You've made resolutions, right? Commitments, things that you want to commit to do. Maybe you can relate to some of these. This year, I mean it. I mean it, mean it. I could not possibly mean it anymore. I got this. Candy bars, gone. Funyuns, gone. Ice cream, candy bars and Funyuns are gone. This year, I'm gonna connect with people, IRL. In real life. Made a list. That means I mean it. I'm gonna take care of myself. Right after I figure out who that is, other than a mom, which I love. I beat myself up. I'm never good enough. That has to change. Why do I do that? I'm such an idiot. See? This year I'm gonna work on being the cool dad, you know? Maybe go to the skate park, hang out with my kids. No biggie. <laughs> this works, right? I gotta learn to forgive myself. You know, give myself a break. Not be perfect. I've got it. I'm gonna step outside of my comfort zone by volunteering at the hospital. Maybe the pet shelter. Cause cats, they're so much easier. This year, I'm gonna forgive my mom. Now that I am a mom, I, I totally get it. This year I'm gonna start reading literature, you know books and such, because I hear it's good for me. This year, I'm shaving my back hair. I am tired of those kids at the neighborhood pool calling me Sasquatch. It's just that I am comfortable staying in my comfort zone. Who am I kidding? God, I wear myself out trying to outdo everyone. I, I can one-up everything, and it's exhausting. I have a lot of baggage. And it is not all from the mall. Well, some of it is. I'm trying, God. I am. But there's a reason why I'd rather stay at home. I'm weak, God. I know it. You know it. And you know what, God? This year, I'm giving you all the places that hurt. I'm going to give you all of my failed attempts that I think are going to make me a better man. You are a strong fortress, God. You. And I'm going to let you be strong in my weakness. All right, God. I'm going to start with the best relationship. You and me. And then we'll move outward from there. Hmm? Because this year, 
I mean it. I mean it. I mean it. I mean it. Over the next four weeks, we're going to be challenging you with some things that we believe if you will accept them and make them a part of who you are, we believe that 2018 could be a better year for you than ever before. There will be some opportunities for us to celebrate over these next 51 weeks. There are going to be some opportunities before us as well in which we're going to need God to show up and do a great and awesome work. But what we want to do through this month of January is share with you some things that, that if, if, if you will accept them and if you will make them a part of, uh, uh, of who you are, maybe mindsets or practices, um, specific challenges that you can, can accept, we believe that it will position you uh, to, to better receive whatever comes uh, your way. And so I hope that you're ready for that. I hope you mean it. When you say, I accept this challenge. You know, I'm convinced that one reason that the devil has his way in so many people's lives today is, is that we, we, we try to keep flying through life at such a fast pace. And, and we're flying through life at such a fast pace without ever taking any time to stop pause and be renewed, refreshed, recharged, reinvigorated, rejuvenated, whatever you want to say, in the presence of the Lord. I think so many people are just trying to keep the plates in life spinning that, that they, they ignore their need to sit and to rest and to wait on the Lord. How many of you have ever said something like this? I've got this. I, I've got this under control, right? You've said that, right? I've got this. So what happens is we keep at it, running from, from, from here to there at breakneck speed. And the result of us living at such a fast pace is that so many of us are worn out, aren't we? We're, we're seven days into a new year, and some of you are already plum tuckered out, aren't you? And we lose focus, and we don't really see things the way they really are. Do you know what I'm talking about? We get to moving so fast. And I'm not saying that the things that we're involved in are wrong. In fact, for some of them, the, 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 the adrenaline gets to flowing when we participate in, in certain activities or things that are going on in life. And, and so when, when a pastor stands on the platform and says, I need you to slow down and rest and sit in the presence of the Lord, that sounds good to you. And, and you might even force yourself to sit down physically, but mentally and emotionally, you're still running so fast because of that adrenaline rush. You know what I'm talking about? There's a big problem with moving through life so fast. The demands of your schedule, things like your job, your family, even friendships. This thing called church can, can be one of those things as well. I mean, the list goes on and on. The, the, these things start piling up as we, we race frantically from, from one place to another. And, and, and when this starts happening, we, 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 we start becoming ineffective in so many areas of our life. We're just doing too much and we're doing it too fast. And eventually what happens is this busyness that, that we all are a part of, right, it can lead to a breakdown in everything, can't it? Our body begins to suffer. Our mind suffers. 
the work that we are a part of can, can suffer because maybe we're just too tired to perform at, at 100% and, and we can't do our job to its full potential. And, 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 and then th- th- this results to us having to, to battle those feelings of I'm an idiot and I can't do it. Or we condemn ourselves because we, maybe we just don't feel like we measure up to what expectations are that people have of us. Let's face it. It's extremely difficult sometimes to get everything done, isn't it? And so many of us, as you look, you're seven days into a new year, there are already so many plates that you're trying to keep spinning. You're trying to keep them from crashing to the ground and this needs attention and I've got to go here and and I must manage this well. And, And it's just so difficult to take care of everything. Now, you might be able to keep those plates spinning for a while. You, you, you might be able to manage your schedule for a while, but eventually, here's what happens. You start missing some of the details. You start maybe forgetting some things that you said. Anybody ever missed an appointment that you made because, I mean, there's just so much and it gets just shoved in a, in a pile and you just forget about those things? There's an opportunity to, to screw up or mess up on your finances. And, and, and you find yourself maybe even getting emotional over unemotional issues, right? Because you're just pushed to your limit. Am I talking to anybody today? Well, I'm glad you're here. And if you're not there, be careful because there's a good chance you will get there. So if this is you, today I, I, I want to offer something to you that, that I believe is the key um, for us to position ourselves where we are ready for whatever the new year brings. If you find yourself running around frantically and stretched too thin, I want to encourage you to do something today. I want to encourage you to slow down. And I want to encourage you to set aside some time to practice the presence of the Lord. So today, the first challenge that I want to offer you in in this series, I will, is I want to challenge you. Will you accept the challenge to practice the presence of the Lord? You know, there's there's a verse of scripture that comes to my mind when I find myself becoming a little overwhelmed. And and hey, how many of you, whenever maybe you find yourself in in certain situations, does scripture ever flood your mind? Anybody ever have like God's word ever comes to mind? It it helps us, doesn't it? Because it helps us make, I think, better choices and puts things in perspective. This verse that I want us to look at today, one verse today, one verse. Uh, but, But this verse helps me when I find myself being a little overwhelmed. And as I begin to study and prepare and get ready for our time together today, this, this, I begin to see this verse uh, in, in a new light. I, I begin to really maximize the, the, the depth of these words that, that Jesus said in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. Look what the word of the Lord says. Jesus said to them, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. 
Now, I know that this is probably a verse written for people that had some first century issues. I know that this is probably not relevant for people. That I know that surely we, in, 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 in our enlightenment and in all the technology advances in our culture, that surely none of us are, are, are weary. Surely we've come to understand rest and, and how to, you know, slow down. I know that, again, these words that Jesus said to, to his audience this day, were they probably had so many other struggles and burdens. Surely none of us would walk in here today and maybe feeling weighed down with some cares and concerns. Or No reality is this is a word for us today, isn't it? How many of you today, seven days into the new year, would say this? I'm weary. Anybody? Yeah. How many of you here today would say, you know what, I, I know I'm here, Pastor Jason, and I, I look like I've got it all together. I even lifted my hands today. woo you uber-crazy spiritual person. I lifted my hands during worship today, but deep down inside, man, I'm carrying some junk and funk today. Anybody, am I talking to anybody today? There's just a burden you're dealing with, yeah. You see, I love this verse today, and I wanted to start here with us because I find such hope, hope in, in these words that Jesus shared. Jesus starts by saying, come to me. Come to me. And, and when, you, when you look at it, when you understand the Greek word dute, when Jesus says, come to me, it is a greeting in the Greek that literally means come and come now. I am inviting you to come. Hey, listen, we are in a culture that for the most part loves invitations, right? You like to be invited. You don't want to be uninvited. I know you, some of you love the evite and you love that. You, you like for people to send your request to please be my friend. You like to be invited, right? When you look at this verse in Matthew chapter 11, Jesus is saying, hey, listen, I would love for you to come to me. I would love for you to come quickly. In fact, in the Greek, it has this feeling of, of an exclamation, which, which lets us know an important truth today. And I hope you see this. Jesus joyfully welcomes us to come to him. He welcomes us to come to him. Well, wait a minute. Stop the bus. Jason, you don't know me. You don't know how I have treated Jesus for so long. You don't know the stuff I'm dealing with. And, 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 and I don't know if, if I am, am in a position or a state right now where I can, can really come to Jesus. Let me, let me get my house in order first and then I'll come. No. Now Jesus is saying, hey, listen, I don't care what you have going on. I'm just simply inviting you. I want you to come to me. And then he says, I want all who are weary to come to me. Come to me, all who are weary. This implies that Jesus' invitation is to those who, who are tired. Maybe though some translations say, all you who labor. It's this idea in the Greek, this word kapiao. Kapeo, this, this idea of a person who has become completely exhausted due to nonstop, continuous work. Again, I know first world problems, right? First century. None of us today surely can ever relate to being worn out from being overworked and underpaid, right? 
right? Overworked. We're just tired. This is obviously Jesus uh, is speaking to a person who, who maybe has a lot of responsibility and is doing his best to, to do it all in a professional manner. You, you'll want to do things in an excellent fashion. And in order to get it all done, this person that Jesus is speaking to maybe feels like they're required to, to work hard all the time. And so I think that's why Jesus pauses and says, hey, listen, I want you to come to me, all you who are, are weary. But, but, but Jesus doesn't just call that, that person who's the hard worker. He, he also calls out in this verse those who, he says, carry heavy burdens. I'm not just looking for people who are weary and, and tired and labor a lot. I'm looking for people, Jesus, I want people who carry some heavy junk and funk to come. A burden. A struggle. There's a difficulty. Listen, I want that person to come to me. The, 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 the words are from the word uh, for tizo in, in, in the Greek. And, and it describes this person who's, who's carrying a heavy load on his back. Have you ever been there? You ever felt like that? Man, I got an elephant on my back. You know? Or man, I wish I could. Which is just, man, there's just struggle or care or concern. Perhaps that load that, that maybe some of you walked into here today carrying, maybe it has to deal with a job. Maybe there's a burden or some, some struggles or difficulties in, in a family relationship today. Maybe some sort of financial situation, right? Oh, man, it, it was fun the last two to three weeks living up and celebrating Christmas, but now you got to pay for all that mess, Right? And for some of us, we're going, oh, you know, where's it going to end? Maybe there's some personal burden that you came in here today. Maybe some, some negative views of who you are. Or maybe somebody has been, been, been spewing ugly, derogatory, demeaning messages about who you are. And, like, and we just carry that. Regardless of what that burden is that you carry, I, I love here in Matthew chapter 11, Jesus pleads for those who carry heavy burdens to come to him. Come to me. He's inviting us. Hey, all of you who are weary, all of you who carry heavy burdens, you are the person I'm looking for. Aren't you thankful that we worship a Savior like that? That he's not just saying, ah, uh, good luck. Figure it out. Anthony Robbins has a book for you. No. Because I love the words, these final words in verse 28. Jesus says, if you'll come to him, here's the promise. What does he say? I will give you rest. Is there anybody listening today that is anti-rest? <laughs> no. We like us some rest, don't we? I was a little embarrassed yesterday because there was my doorbell rang yesterday morning at about, oh, 11.28, just somewhere around in there because I looked at the clock and said, crap. Preacher sitting in his pajamas. You know, just enjoying some ESPN, you know, God TV. And there's a ring on my door and I have to answer it because the dog's already barking. People know we're home. My truck's in the driveway and, 
you know, it's the pastor of 1910. It's rude not to go. And there's someone from our church, you know, just kind of saying, hey. And I loved it. I love seeing them. But I just, we like rest sometimes. And no joke, I'm going to sit around and watch college football tomorrow night. Please don't get sick tomorrow. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You know, we'll be there, right? We'll be there. But there's none of us that are anti-rest. In fact, if we're honest with ourselves today, don't most of us wish we had a little more of it? Don't we wish we could just, and I'm not talking about just Rip Van Winkle all the days of our lives, but just to live in a, in a state of, of rest somehow. That's what Jesus, he said, listen, if you will come to me, I know you're tired. I know you carry a lot of stuff. Listen, that's why I'm inviting you. You come to me because here's what I can do for you. Guys, listen, I can give you rest. He promises to give us rest. The Greek word is the word anapowow, anapowow. The word which means it refreshes, rejuvenates, it reinvigorates, revitalizes us. You see, that's what the Lord wants to do in our lives. God doesn't want you to walk around feeling weary and beaten up and carry all the stuff that we do. He, he says, hey, come to me. Guys, I got this. And I got you. And I want to give you rest. I believe the only way we can remain continually effective is, is by making sure that we spend time with the Lord. But to truly enter into his presence so that we can hear his voice clearly, there's something I think that has to happen. We've got to slow down and we have got to quiet ourselves. And maybe we've got to find that special place that we can get away to and, and just sequester ourselves for a moment of time so that we can focus on the Lord and worship. So we can spend some time reading his incredible word that he has for us. So maybe we can spend some time in prayer and, and, and not only calling out to him but listening. Hey, guys, do you know that God wants to speak to you? And I think that so many of us, we miss out on, on how God wants to step into our situation. It's, listen, it's not that he's trying to withhold information from you. Listen, because I also know what it says in the book of Jeremiah, that you will find me when you seek me with your, your whole heart. That's the promise. And God wants you to know how to respond to the burden that you carry today. Hey, he wants to step into your life and, and help ease some of the weary causing things that you're involved with. But we've got to somehow slow down. If the devil can't make you bad, he'll make you busy. And so many of us are letting him win that in our lives. And, and then just to think that, that we can just pop in for just a, a couple of moments with the Lord and, and somehow he's going to give us everything we, we need within a two to five minute time span. Listen, I've been guilty. I have let you down as a pastor because I've made this statement before. Hey, guys, you know that we have free devotional guides out in the atrium for you. Guys, listen, these are easy reads. And if you've got two minutes a day, hey, you can spend time with the Lord and give you the boost that you need to face whatever life throws your way. I sound like an infomercial. 
And I've told you that. Guys, come on, two, two minutes is better than one minute, isn't it? But man, there's so much more. And so many of us think, I just pop into the presence for just a little while. Man, I, bro, Jason, come on. I'm giving you 70 minutes on Sunday. Bro, you got to give me everything I need for the other 166.50 hours the rest of the week. Listen, I just think that if we could carve out time and make it a priority, we've got to schedule time with God. We've got to schedule that time to be alone with him. And, And listen, let's not just pop in. It's like a microwave mentality. We want some of God and we want it quickly, right? But we got to get on to the next thing because we're just so busy. Listen, don't just run in and out of the presence of the Lord. Plan to settle down. Plan to stay there long enough so that he can download into you everything that you're going to need to carry on. You need that time. Don't leave until you receive that refreshing you need. Hey, listen, just hang around in God's presence as long as you possibly can. If you need a pastor's permission note, I'll write you one. Hang out in the presence of God as long as you possibly can. Can. That's why our students, I think, that go to, to, to ascend, that go to camp with us, I think that's one of the things they love about camp and the adults that go as well. By the way, I know we've got, we're going to start camp promotion here. It started. Sign-ups are coming up. And that's one of the things, it is so cool because we think with all of our students and, you know, their thumbs get a great workout, right? God, I'm telling there's something special happens at camp when we get our kids in the mountains and we, we, we take technology away and we, we, we force them. Listen, we do force your kids to do stuff. Sometimes they have to drink crap out of a blender that we just mix together. But more importantly, we force them to spend time just listening and in the presence of God. We got kids that wake up at 5 a.m. before the sun comes up to hike up a mountain and sit at the cross on top of that mountain and watch God start to show off when he brings that sun up over the horizon. I know what you're saying. I can't get my kid to wake up at noon and they wake up at 5 a.m. at camp. They do. You know why? Because they love sitting in his presence. And what they understand is what so many of us need to get a glimpse of. I've never met anyone who made time for God and later regretted it. Andrew, I've never met that person. I've never met anybody who who really focused and made time to just let God have his way in them. And later they're going, God, (laughs) just wasted two minutes of my life. We need to carve out that time and bask and sit in his presence. I love that. Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Now listen real quick before we head out to Fuzzy's Tacos. There's something important to remember today. Notice in this verse that Jesus doesn't say he'll come to you. No. Chris, what did it say? It says, come to me, right? You see, the invitation is Jesus is inviting us. You see, God is not up in heaven. So many of us have this mindset that God is going to browbeat us and force us to do the things that he wrote about in Scripture. No, he doesn't force that upon any of us, right? We have something called free will Free will. Sorry, it's a bad movie. Free will Free will. Free choice, right? 
we have the choice. We have a choice. And so the invitation Jesus is saying, hey, listen, I'm inviting you to come to me. I am not going to force myself on you. It's your choice. You, you have to deliberately, Jeff, you have to want to come into the presence of God. Hey, listen, he's here today, and some of you got it. Some of you are missing it. You know why? Because you're not accepting his invitation to experience him today. God is not going to force his way on you. But his promise is this. If you make the deliberate choice to come into his presence, to come to him, I'm telling you, he wants to give you rest. And I promise as if I stay in the presence of God, if you stay in the presence of God, he's going to speak to your heart. He's going to let you know those things that you're involved with that are part of his plan for you, those things that are, are, are ordained of him. He also, now check this out, this is going to hurt some of you. Because if you spend time in the presence of God, he might begin to reveal some things in your life that you're participating in that are not a part of his plan for your life. Are you ready for that? You see, some of us are like, I've got to be on every board. I've got to, to do all of this crud. There's got to be a homeroom mom. And, 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 oh, my kid wants to do 17 activities a week. Kid CEO homes. Anybody got a kid CEO run home? That's a great sermon series. I need that one. We're going to bring that up. Mother's Day. That would be great around Mother's Day. Um, where was I going? I can't remember. It was good, though. Come on, where was I? Yes, he will show. Thank you. Somebody's listening. It wasn't even my staff. It was just someone else. Thank you. God will show you those things that are of him and are of not. He'll show you, hey, listen, I'm telling you, there's something about carving out that time and letting him speak. So here's what I've done. I, I, I did what you did, and I've kind of thought about what I want to be like this year. Uh, I've been reading top 50 New Year's resolutions and all that. And, and I didn't find a single one of them that had to deal with, with the things I'm about to, to lay out for you. Actually, a couple of them alluded to it, and I'll, I'll let you know what those are. But, but look, we, we know that if you do anything for 21 days, it becomes a what in our lives, a, a habit, right? I've been eating for 47 years, and it's become a pretty good habit for me. Uh, you know, I, the 21-day thing went so well that I just have carried it on forever. But uh uh, for three weeks, I want to challenge you to do something to practice the presence of the Lord. And, and I want you to see what happens in your life. So I want to challenge you. Here's some things that, I, that, that I've embraced, and, and maybe this is for you. Hey, I want to challenge you to read God's Word daily for 21 days. In, in fact, where do you start? Here's what I'm doing. I'm reading through the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. If I read four chapters a day, I will finish those four books of the Bible in 21 days. Some of you have not read four books of the Bible in 21 years. That's a different sermon series that maybe might be a good one to come. But no, I'm reading four chapters a day, and I'm getting through the Gospels. Hey, what about praying daily? Now, I'm not talking about just praying over your meal or praying when you tuck your kids or your husband in bed at night, ladies. Um, but, but I'm talking about really praying Here's what I'm doing. I, I'm praying in three specific time segments, 10 minutes each, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, around those time frames. Now, for those of you that, you know, that are uber fitness people, 
You eat six meals a day. I get that, right? Food is fuel, right? That's what you need. So you pray six times. I'm praying. I'm, I'm praying. Will you pray? Some of us maybe haven't prayed 10 minutes cumulative all week, have we? But I'm praying daily. Hey, what about worshiping daily? No, that's for Sundays. That's the day of the Lord. Well, hate to tell you, but so is Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Can you worship? Hey, what about memorizing scripture? Could you memorize a verse each week? Oh, man, I have a hard time memorizing things. No, you don't. You can do it. Why do I need to memorize God's word? Well, because there's going to come a time, as we alluded to earlier, in which you're going to find yourself in a situation, and he may bring that back up in your mind. Come on, right? And you know that sin starts as a thought first, right? All right, I'm about to lose some of you right here. What would happen if you minimized your social media? I'm talking about just cutting back. Hey, listen, some of you are on it every 10 minutes. You're looking to see if you've got a new friend request or if somebody hearted your picture of you and your puppy, right? Um, Why don't you cut back on that to spend more time in the presence of the Lord and with Him? Hey, what about maybe if you fasted some of the television consumption? Now, don't do it tomorrow night because of the football game, okay? But the following Monday night, the only thing that's on TV is The Bachelor. And if you're a dude and watch that, you need to come to Dude's Weekend and eat some meat and hang out with men. Don't point at me. I watch it because y'all are my family. And I want to have family time together. Listen, that's the only thing they've heard all day. They've been on their phones. But maybe cutting. Listen, here, here's what I, you see what I'm saying? I'm trying to, to I'm, I'm carving out time that I would devote to these other things so that I can intentionally focus on my father. Because I'm telling you, ESPN's not going to solve the situations that I have to face this year. And, and, and Hallmark, is, as much as it makes me cry, it's not going to be enough to get me through after Winterfest that's going on now. Okay? I need something of substance. And I need to know about a God who's still with me. Just prayed with a gentleman that deploys t- tomorrow to go overseas for three months. I see the tears in his wife's face. And I see those five little kids that are around him. And I pray this. I said, you know, the presence of God is not just here on these 30 acres, but he's with you in Afghanistan when you go. And he wants to meet you in those tight, cramped, unattractive quarters that you will live in. He's there with you. And don't forget that. Will you accept the challenge to practice the presence of the Lord? Listen, spending time with the Lord is not an option. It is the answer. It is the answer. So I'm going to invite you to stand this morning, and I have a challenge for you. I mean, I've challenged you all morning, but I want to ask you if you'd be willing to do something. If, if you would be willing to make a commitment that for the next 21 days, I accept your challenge, big guy, to practice the presence of the Lord. I want to invite you to come and stand down front this morning in front of this altar. 
If you're going to accept the challenge, I want you to come. I'm going to do this. It's a big step because I want to see you, but I want everybody else to see you today too. A lot of times you say every head bowed and every eye closed. No, I want you to keep your eyes open right now. And I want you to see these folks that are coming because this is an accountability thing as well. Right, Don? It's accountability. And, 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 and Luis, I want you to stay in my grill and say, hey, preacher, where are you at with practicing the presence? Right? I want you to do that because I know that you have my best intentions in mind too, right? You want to see me be the man of God that he's called me to be. Andrew, I want you to keep me accountable and I want to keep you accountable. I may call the office as somebody looking to book a Caribbean vacation. Uh-uh. I want to say, where are you at practicing the presence? And don't you lie to me, Claflin. Don't lie about it. Guys, I'm telling you this. I'm telling you this. As you sit in the presence of God, you are positioning yourself to face whatever comes your way. God wants to help you if you're tired today. If there's a burden or a concern, a struggle that you carry, he wants to take that off of you as well. Come to me, all who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Let's pray together. Father, I want to thank you for my friends that are down front today, all across this room, God. God, thank you that we are people that are saying, God, enough is enough. I'm tired of running around at breakneck speed. I'm tired of, of trying to fill my calendars and schedules and appointment books with just more stuff. God, today, today, I take this step. I make this move to say that I am going to carve out time to spend with you. I am going to sit in the presence of you, Lord. Because your presence is what I need. Lord, your presence is not an option. It's the answer that I've, looking, I've been looking for. And Father, I want to pray for my friends that we would willingly accept this challenge and that we would mean it. Because God, we know that in you there is comfort and peace. There's hope. There's answers for the, the, the issues we face. God, I pray that as we sit in your presence, oh, God, I am praying that our relationship with you goes to a whole nother level. God, that you would, would just reveal yourself in all of your splendor and glory, Father, and show us who you are. And God, prepare us for the race that is marked out for us. Lord, thank you for being a Savior who invites us in. That despite our waywardness or the funk that we carry, no, you still welcome us. And you're saying, come, come on, guys. I'm waiting for this. Thank you, God. And I want to thank you in advance for the transformation that's going to take place. Thank you for your love. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.